Yeah. I mean, coffee is one of those things that I feel like it's a lot kind of like alcohol. Where at first, obviously, the first sip of alcohol you've ever taken was like, damn, that shit's fucking nasty. It's horrible. But over time, you, I mean, for one, you try a different variety of drinks. Well, your tastes change over time. Anyways. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I think it's like every seven years or something, uh, I think BB was saying that your tastes change. And that's crazy, isn't it? It is weird. I'm going to include all this in the podcast. I'm going to do the, well, that was a preamble to the. Uh, <laughs> That's tenth, the preamble. That was the pre. This is the tenth episode. This is a this is a small milestone, but apparently no one wanted to be involved <laughs> for it. So for the tenth episode, we just got me, Max, and my name is Nick, and that's. That's, that's the crew. Th- that's the crew. That's what we fucking got for this time for that's, the anniversary for the tenth, tenth episode. Which I mean. Technically, it's the eleventh, because there was Max Talks. There was so last, Max Talks. So last episode, which was dog shit, it was dog. I don't know if you listened to it. See, I didn't listen into that one. That's a, you know maybe that's for the best. Nick. So so what was so dog shit about it? It's just we just didn't have anything to talk about. I yeah. felt bad, and I mean, I feel like that's kind of part of the the experience, though. You yeah. know, I mean, sometimes that's how shit goes. Sometimes you just don't have jack shit to talk about. I found myself even watching some Joe Rogan episodes where uh, typically he'll invite on a guest that's very, um, you know, an intellectual or a professional of some some sort. Just somebody with a background that they could dive into. Yeah. That and would be interesting. And that's kind of the point. And he dives in a lot to those yeah. people and asks them. I'm, I'm sure he goes in... Uh, not necessarily vets well i guess vets them and like pre writes down some of his questions he wants to ask and stuff because i mean at the end of the day he is pretty much just interviewing people to an extent yeah it's just a unique platform yeah and he does it in very unique ways he does it in a very well way yes i'd say um it's a very for a while i was watching joe rogan and it just seems like oh he's buddies with all these guys and Sure, with some of those people, he he definitely is. But other times, he'll invite on a guest that he's never spoken to. Yeah, that you know, he nope. has like an agent and like a management team that'll help him. Like, hey, you know, I would like to be on the podcast, or maybe his management will reach out and find somebody, and then Joe will give like the final stamp of approval. Like, fuck yeah, I'll have Kanye West on my podcast, you know, <laughs> and. You know, I was watching this video that was analyzing the way that Joe Rogan hosts and just his overall social ability. And it was a very interesting video. And if I can find it, I might send it to you because there's some very... We can link it on the new Always Hard Instagram. Yeah. I mean, I think just in general it would be helpful information for hosting your show but also just like well-rounded tips for everyday conversation like things so one example is like he'll engage it'll be the very start of the podcast starts up first five seconds he's like hey welcome to the podcast you know how you feeling and guest a is like oh you know i'm doing all right just like good good hey you know you've grown a little bit bigger beard since last i've seen you and then he asks a question. That you ever then, do DMT? <laughs> well, I mean, typically, that's like the stereotype. But how he gets to those kind of questions, he first opens up with something about them that encourages yeah. that person to want to start talking on their own. So it's not just like, hey, it's Joe Rogan. This is my podcast. What what can you do for me? It's more of like, yeah. hey, man, uh, that's a nice shirt. What the hell is that about? And then they're like, oh, yeah, you know, this is actually my company that I started then boom they start talking about this company well how'd you get that started boom conversation and avenues just like that and yeah it goes into his transitions from like one string of conversation to the other and it's very very neat which to anybody who would watch it you're like well no shit joe's a good host but after that video i was like wow 
there's like a lot more to it than what meets the eye because it's just so fluent and it flows very well which is regular conversation it does it, that, that's something i've kind of been working on kind yeah. of which i'm not a i'm not a fantastic host and i know this um, nobody is and it's one of those things where i'm constantly trying to work on and I, and I do listen to all these podcasts and that's kind of if you listen to max talks i kind of critique myself kind of mm-hmm. about because i think uh i need to articulate my words a little better i feel like when i speak not only mm-hmm. but also just uh just on the same emphasis on my speech also slow down how fast i'm talking because i can kind of ramble on a little bit sure not not necessarily ramble but just talk talk kind of inconsistently at different paces this is true and i mean that happens to everybody who gets caught up in something well yeah and especially if you're, you're talking about something that not necessarily excites you but you something just you're have, passionate about yeah so, something you're a little passionate about you get uh you get a little bit more riled up about it and uh you, you just tend to open up a little bit more. yeah and, a little bit more and you sort of lose tact yeah well you start wor- uh worrying less about those minute things as oh i need to kind of stay conscious about what i'm saying and stuff all mm-hmm. that just just goes out the window just, yeah. just just how much information can i get out there in the shortest amount of time yeah and i mean everybody does it too oh absolutely even joe and i don't listen to a whole whole lot of podcasts but in my lifetime i've definitely listened to a wide range of podcasts everything from mental health podcasts is what I mostly started getting into when I first delve myself into podcasts really? as a whole. And some of those mental health ones were more or less just people being invited onto the show, being talked about their personal struggles okay. with a professional who would then interview them. Oh, you got Dr. Phil? Pretty much. I mean, it, that's <laughs> a good comparison. That's pretty much what it would be. Yeah. So I'd listen in to some of those and, you know, just kind of the way that they would treat their guest as well. Compared to somebody like Joe Rogan, where it's like, it's not as professional compared to somebody who would host like a mental health podcast. But it's more, because it's less professional, it can feel more relatable to the guest. And that's okay. Opening up the guest to more conversation. And that's what Joe wants. When Joe has a guest on, he wants to have good conversation. Good quality content to be talked about. Well, absolutely. Well, I mean, the whole point of having them on is to get as much... Not not to use them, per se, but to get as much uh, information kind of out of them, as much content out of them as you can because it's that's the whole point that's kind of what i i do with here i kind of not necessarily select people who go on and like handpick people which into a sense i do mm-hmm. not necessarily micromanage but i definitely kind of keep conscious about who who goes well with who yeah and that's, and that's exactly. just part of being a host yeah you gotta filter out kind of who would be good for what kind of conversation well that's the thing well the uh if you have, just as an example, which just hasn't happened, but if you have, you know, two people on and every time they're together, it's just, be it coincidence or not, the podcast doesn't quite turn out how you'd hoped it would. Mm-hmm. But then when they're not on the podcast together, it turns out okay, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. It's yeah. one of those things I mean, where it's like, well, let's not put those people together mm-hmm. really anymore. Not saying that they, they're not buddies or not this, that, or another. It's just the whole aspect of of content and how mm-hmm. much you can actually pull out of them. Yeah, because sometimes you get two very close people, and then, but they're both very passionate talkers. And then it's just a little too much for one podcast. Yeah. You get one person who's very passionate about talking about one certain thing. And then you have the guest B, who's also very passionate about talking about their topic. And then, as the audience all day you're hearing, it's just like them talking really fast about one thing and the other, and it's just bouncing between them too. Compared to, you want to be able to balance it a little bit better. 
if you can. And it is all about, about it's, uh, it goes back to the saying, everything's okay in moderation, which mm-hmm. I think rings 100% true, pretty much regardless of what you're talking about. Yeah. So, so because sometimes it is appropriate to ramble on a little bit, and sometimes it's not. Absolutely. I mean, to an extent, you you want to stay professional, but you also want to stay relatable enough to where the audience doesn't feel like they're watching History Channel. Yeah. Like some sort of informational document. They want to feel like they're listening into a conversation. And you know what? That was the whole point of starting this one off, this podcast, because I didn't expect it to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And honestly, as it still stands, I still don't see and expect it to go anywhere. If it did be awesome super mm-hmm. cool super cool to have something to have have your name behind something with momentum mm-hmm. i i think that's really cool even if it would be just you know 1500 people yeah that's a lot of people 1500 that's, people is a lot, a lot of people of faces it is and honestly i never really see or expecting it at that point half of it was just something that i could kind of put my name on and just kind of something to do yeah, almost, uh, because I've found actually whenever I was going sourcing this equipment, which it's not fantastic equipment, it's pretty much no. just the bare minimum, mm-hmm. but that's okay, because at the same time I was money rolling everything, so I am in a deficit, and I don't expect to make that deficit back anytime soon, or at all for that matter, mm-hmm. but there's, uh, oh, where was I going with this, but I, I found that a lot of people actually now uh, with the podcast kind of form and just kind of the whole uh, outlet of podcasts and stuff, a lot of people are starting to do them mm-hmm. now. And I think it's a part of it is the COVID. It's the, well, we're all stuck at home. So uh, what, else, what the hell else are we going to do? This kind of mm-hmm. thing. So they just started just recording their conversations. With other and, people. Yeah, yeah that, that's where folks. I was going with it. And a uh, place where I drew a lot of this inspiration from this podcast actually is funny enough uh it was uh i don't know if you know him he's a radio personality in the area his name is dave glover he was radio personality the show name no that's his actual name his name is dave his name is dave glover Mm -hmm. and he was he was on 97.1 okay uh now he's on like uh he's on like w a CEO or something? Not, no, that's Waco. Uh, no, he's he's on W something. I don't know what he's on mm-hmm. now necessarily, but he. But that's exactly kind of what he said off whenever he was getting in the radio and stuff. I heard him talking one day because that's exactly what his podcast were. It was just him and uh, his coworkers. But all of his coworkers are all friends. So mm-hmm. I mean, he was all friends with all of his coworkers and stuff. When he was whenever he was first getting into it. All of his producers and stuff said, okay, well, you got to pick what kind of person you're going to be. He's like, you know, we have our sports guy, we have our weather guy, we have this guy, we have that guy. You got to pick what guy you're going to be. And he goes, well, why do I got to limit myself to just that guy? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, that's just how radio works. He goes, Pfft. he goes, I don't, I don't like it. I'm just going to do what I want. And they're just like, no, you can't. He goes, watch me. And he had a, had and still has a very successful show. Because mm-hmm. that's all it is. It's just him and a group of people talking about pretty much what comes to mind it's just it's just a daily podcast yeah necessarily and they even kind of relate it to that just like feeling more natural and raw compared to like something that is very you know again bringing it back to the joe rogan podcast while that does feel very natural and genuine and it flows well a lot of that is because of joe this is true him as a host now you take somebody else you do the same exact thing, same setup, same room, everything, and you put them in Joe's spot, it's not going to be the same show. No. Because they don't know how to direct the conversation in a way to where it just feels like it's just buddies talking about bullshit regularly. Whether that be interesting, kind of bullshit conversation, it's conversation nonetheless and it flows. And... There's a lot that you can do to sort of script that. There's also a lot of ways that you could kind of learn how to subconsciously direct conversation to unfold that way, to be more natural. Because, well, even when I know I'm, I know I'm talking a lot, 
about kind of this the setup of all this thing but sure uh, i mean it is the 10th episode it is to an extent a it's a small milestone definitely but it's it is still a milestone it is, is I, I think what does that put us so uh i do it's a weekly podcast 10 podcasts so that's what uh four eight uh, two and a half months yeah which i mean isn't long by any means no but it's still well technically 11 so almost almost three months here mm-hmm. we're doing it so but that I, I kind of kicked around the idea of throughout the week, I'd write down kind of topics about some. So each podcast would be about a specific thing. And this is kind of with this podcast, kind of my idea of kind of the where I'd wanted where I wanted to initially take it. So before I even went and got the equipment, of course, I sat down because I like to plan out things. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I come from I come from a long line of planners. Um, yep. And we I would go and. I would have a overarching blanket kind of topic or idea. So, like, if, for example, uh, COVID. So, to take a big hot take right now, COVID. Mm-hmm. I'd take that as the overarching blanket, and then, I, and then I'd chop it up. I'd chop it up as in, like, uh, we'd start with talking about, like, the masks in particular, and we'd talk about that for, like, 20 minutes. Sure. And we could derail as much as we want with that, but we would just start on that. Then we would shift over to... Uh, after like that block ended, then we'd shift over to uh, like the, the CDC and their response, and we'd kind of start with that, and then we'd go wherever we wanted. But if for some reason we still wanted to talk about whatever we were talking about in that first segment, we could just carry it on, and then for the third one, you could talk about whatever the hell you want, just the world response, how you, how you felt like, just your overarching opinion on all that stuff, mm-hmm. and then it would be all under the blanket of COVID as like an episode. For a podcast, sure. if that makes sense. But I very quickly threw that out the window. I very quickly abandoned that idea because that it, that's exactly what it was. It was almost a scripted. It's very limited. I mean, that's what it really is. It, it kind of limits the boundaries of what you're able to cover. It I is. I mean, even though you, you, like what you said, there would be segmented parts of what you would be able to talk about. Overall, you're still, you have a topic, and to have one topic to be limited to is something that can be good in some ways, but also really bad in other ways. Well, at the end of the day, you are regulating yourself. Mm-hmm. You, and because that that's kind of what I was, I was trying to keep it like an opened-in regulation to where we could derail, and that would be perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. But like I said, um... It quickly became just one of those things to where, I, like, throughout the week, I'd just write down one thing about how I would want to start the podcast, and then we'd just kick it off. Yeah. And then less, and then we'd just, just wherever we went from there, we'd go from there. Just like if you were with anybody, like anybody's had a conversation where you just sit down with someone, you start talking, and you just go down the rabbit hole of conversation. Yeah. Which is a very unique that, I mean, thing. and that's how conversations go. It's not like when I just meet up with you at work, it's like... Hey, how's it going, Max? And we're covering a topic, and if we start talking about something else, I'm like, nah, well, we're done talking about this now. Let's go back to the original topic. You look at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? We talked about that 15 minutes ago, I mean. Yeah, yeah. we're moved on, right? And also, there's a lot of, like, I feel like some of the, the best episodes that we've had, that you have had on this show is... From the very fact that people have just derailed on side things. Oh, I completely agree. And it inspires other people to want to talk about their own things. And it's just kind of like a continuous reaction that keeps the episode live. Keeps it going. It has energy because there's constantly something new that could spawn out of just one sentence of bullshit. And that's what keeps the show unique. Whereas... When you have, like, a bulletin board of what you want to see, it is both frustrating when you don't meet those expectations, but it's also limiting, and it's not nearly as refreshing compared to the natural flow and the possibility of being able to talk about whatever comes to mind whenever it comes to mind. I'd have to agree. And that was part of the thing as well, uh, because the more people... Because it's kind of hard... I mean, we're doing fine right now, but just to have, like, a weekly... Because I also kicked around that idea mm-hmm. of just grabbing just different people week by week and then just being a, a one-on-one 
with different people. But then the more I kind of thought about it, I was like, well, why limit yourself to just two people when you could, which give more. I mean, the more minds you have, the more uh, kind of going back to what we're talking about, the more uh, the content. That yeah. Not necessarily you, you can draw the from. The opportunity that could be created from Absolutely, that. because, I mean, uh, you have four different people living four different lives. Mm-hmm. And you can get pretty much anything at that point. I mean, the, with four different whole lives, I mean, there's a lot of content there that you can pull from then at that point, and we can yeah. talk about. Well, I think one of the best episodes we did uh, was... Uh, I think it was episode six. I think it was. It was with me, you, Garrett, and uh, Alyssa. Yeah. I think that was one of the better episodes we've had, actually. But yeah, because yeah, everybody was kind of at a different spot. Uh, and that's exactly right. And everybody at that point, uh, and, and that's the unique thing about it, because we all, just as individuals, we were all at a different spot within our lives. And at the same time, we were all... Uh, not necessarily super different people. Like, we definitely have similarities similarities with each other because we are all friends and stuff. But We're we, all around that similar age group, and we all have been around each other to a point of we're comfortable with each other. But we've all lived, I would almost argue, pretty much different lives from each other. Not polar opposites, by right. any means. No. Um, but definitely opposite lives from each other. Um yeah, and that's part, I mean, just overall, that's what creates content. That's what keeps the conversation flowing, you know? And when you, coming back to, like, that sort of bulletin idea of having a topic and segmenting it, that's a lot to focus on when you're conversating because conversation is supposed to be effortless. It's just conversation, dude. So... When you have these, you know, bullet points that you're trying to meet, not only, like I said, it, it can be frustrating because when you don't, for one, when you have an idea of what you, quote unquote, are supposed to be talking about and you're not talking about that thing, you feel kind of flustered due to the fact that you are then not meeting the, the script that you essentially wrote for that show, for that episode. And when you're flustered because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing or what you had planned for the episode, that kind of throws your energy off of just making it pure natural conversation. Well, There's a wrench in the system. That's true. Because even when you just have to, it it's hard to, it, human, at least I don't know if I, uh, this is correct, at least I've, I've read it, I've seen it multiple places. Don't fact check me, Instagram, what you're saying. <laughs> But uh, I'm pretty sure that humans are pretty awful at multitasking. No, it is. This is something that I do also can't say for certain is backed by science. But I have both read and heard by multiple, you know, I guess... Sources. Sources and, like, valid people. Yeah, is that multitasking is really not that, you know, it's almost a bad thing. I mean, not in all cases, but multitasking takes your brain's focus and it diverts one stream of focus into multiple areas. I mean, to put it simply, if you were to draw one picture and just have one thing in mind to draw that one picture you would draw that picture really well. Whereas, if you had to draw one picture, but in four different forms of that picture, it would be kind of hard to make that work. Yeah. And you would be kind of flustered about it, because you're like, well, shit, how do I do that? And you could certainly do it, but the quality of that picture would go down. So, the same would apply to just a conversation. Conversation just talking to somebody else to a group of people it's supposed to be inclusive it's supposed to be enjoyable like you are just enjoying your time talking to those people yeah it's not supposed to be like oh uh yeah i have to talk about this topic 
and at some point I'm going to have to switch off of this part of the conversation and transition it to a different part of conversation all the while still trying to make this seem genuine and trying to get everybody else up to up to speed with that as well yeah which is also really hard to do because even if you are completely capable of doing that these guests that you have on your show might not be as mentally committed to that and they might not be on the same page so it's just botched because you're over here trying to multitask and then when you're trying to multitask with other people up to four people who could potentially be on the show together and that's four minds trying to multitask all for one thing yeah so it just it can be well, a clusterfuck well it's hard to depend on people i know that kind of sounds bad but it's hard to no it's true especially because i know even uh not to call my boy clayton out but i know it was one of those things like uh, when i was first kicking around the idea of course i was confiding in all my buddies and stuff i'm sure i even confided in you nick i'm mm-hmm. uh, i'm sure i have did when i was thinking about kind of kicking it all off it was one of those things like you know oh if i did set this up would this be something that you would be willing to do week to week Mm -hmm. and pretty much i got a unanimous yes answer from everybody who i asked and that's fine um and it's one of those things to where i i kind of expected it to where you know things would change week to week but i've started kind of seeing uh some people uh like i said just kind of using clayton as an example not throwing him on the bus or anything but uh he does clayton does do a lot so uh he he does get tired a lot Mm -hmm. uh because i think he's sleeping right now and he's sure. and I, there's a thing a few other ones to where he's just like just been like yeah you know i would do it but i'm just really tired right now and that's understandable i've been there before and it's one of those things where it's like that initial not necessarily commitment but uh it's just hard to kind of depend and because it, it it's you never truly at that you know, point you're losing part of content yeah if that makes sense you're depending on somebody else to uh, be able to come in and create content for your show yeah, that, that's exactly what it is, because you have people who subscribe to the idea. Because that, that's what it is. It's uh, it's it's the theory and the practice. It's easy to subscribe to an idea, but actually put it in practice. That's a whole nother, it's a whole nother uh, can of worms. Yes, it is. It is. I mean, that's why I had this idea with two other buddies. One of them was Aiden, who was on the show not last episode, but the I episode before that. that. So that that would be eight, yes. And me, him, and another buddy of ours, we had this idea to start a clothing brand. And that was like the theory. And to subscribe to that theory was very intriguing. Like, fuck yeah, it would be awesome to be able to wear your own clothes that you made. Yeah. The way that you want it to look. And then to have other people also buy into that. So you're making money off of what you see as like fashionable it would just be really fucking cool yeah whereas come to putting that in practice super fucking hard to put that in practice it's, uh, clothing none is of a, us were fucking no. educated on how to graphic design shit so when it came down to it it's like uh who's gonna do that part well nick has a computer oh uh, okay <laughs> so i fucking download uh whatever free program not even free dude i fucking paid like 30 bucks a month for dead ass like six months of my life because i was like at some point i'm gonna learn it and every time i'd open up that application i'm like holy fuck i don't this is like messing with the back back to the youtube tutorial video that shit just made no sense and that was discouraging from there i'm like well i don't want to be able to cram into learning how to graphic design so and let alone will that will we figure out how to physically produce the clothes like how are we going to do that do we go through a third party buy in bulk of like a t-shirt and then do we pay a different third party to print these designs that we upload you know, and all these sort of factors that just we never even fucking solved from the beginning. We were just like, oh, here's the idea. Here's the theory. We make clothes. Maybe people buy them. Maybe they don't. But regardless, we'll be making clothes. And those clothes will be our clothes. Yeah, that's fucking cool. Subscribe to that idea. 
then to put it in practice, shit hit the fucking rocks. Well, thing as well, hard. Uh, there, there's also the financial burden because because uh-huh. you're going because be, before you even, and this goes regardless with anything you do. Anytime you're putting out any product or putting out any uh any content. Because I know, like I said, like previously, I'm in a deficit for all this equipment and stuff, and that's okay. And like I said, it's one of those things you have to be okay with. You're going to put yourself in a deficit. And depending on what it is, because clothing can get expensive, especially once you start going through third parties. Because each one of those guys, they're all playing their own angle. It goes kind of back to what I was saying. It says it on my lighter, trust no one. Mm Kind of going back to where once you get more cogs in that machine and once you go through more and more third parties, that price goes up exponentially. It really does. And those were the things that we were just not tasked with solving or actually working out those quirks to be able to put it in motion that's why i'm wearing nike right now and not my <laughs> fucking clothes hell you know uh me and clayton we kicked around the idea one time uh so the internet domain name for okay here let's 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 wind the clocks back it's sure. uh so clayton's father and however old he is internet first comes out all these people are going on there they're making domains they're making websites and stuff first thing he does first thing in the search bar he types in and at least this is what clayton claims once his buddy came over he comes over uh or maybe he probably went over to his buddy's house he's got the the new the new internet the brand new Holy brand shit. new thing what the fuck is this it's the internet the what the who <laughs> <laughs> how does it work we don't even know uh <laughs> She was crazy back then. <laughs> yeah, your fucking dial up here, which I neither of us were alive for that. <laughs> I gotta make a phone call. I can't. I'm googling things. <laughs> yeah. Or even just comparing that shit to like when you would have to call somebody and the and the line would be full. Oh, you have your party line or yeah. whatever. I know. I know. My mother has stories about her neighbor. Who would, it would be the party line. So, like, if somebody was making a phone call in each house, uh, you couldn't make another outgoing phone call, regardless of how many phones you had. So, let's say you have, like, two phones per house, and one person's using a phone in each one of those houses. But they almost, like, share, like, a... Like, like a, a line. Yeah, like a loading room for phone yeah, calls. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like if you go on a, uh, to pick up the phone to make a phone call and another person in the other house picks up a phone to make a phone call, but there's already a phone call in progress, you guys get put on the party line. So you guys can just chat with each other, just, just <laughs> DS Picno chat while you're... <laughs> yeah, trying to call my grandma. She's fucking in the hospital. Oh, no shit, huh? I, I was calling my uncle about trying to meet up with him for breakfast, you know? Shit. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> kind of going back to the story. Uh, so he goes over to his buddy's house. I don't know if I'm telling this accurately. I'm, this is probably just the abridged version. He goes over to his buddy's house. It's the brand new internet. The internet. Yeah, really. Yeah. So you see this little box? You type anything you want in this box. And it pops up. No shit. Really. First thing he pops in. Hotsoapytits.com. Doesn't exist. Not yet. We're getting to that. <laughs> Flash forward 30 years. <laughs> Boom. Cl- me and Clayton are at work one day. He tells me this story. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, well, does it exist now? And me and him, this is a slow day at work or whatever. We Google it again. Hotsoapytits.com still doesn't exist. And like we're like, damn, you know. Bullshit. There's, there's an opportunity to make some money off this. <laughs> so... First thing Clayton does, uh, so kind of we're kicking around the idea, and we're like, well, what if, what if we make a what if we make a website for like hot- a dead URL? Like, for, <laughs> can, for, there's like a hot link, but it doesn't lead anywhere. It's just a blank page. No, well, Clayton went out and he like got like subscribed like a like a website maker, and he went and like uh, got the domain for it. He he bought a ten year domain for like fifty bucks or whatever it was through something. Yep. For hotsoapytits.com. And uh, I, th- I paid him halfsies for the domain, so technically I am a 50% shareholder in hotsoapytits.com. Nice. Uh, 
but the whole kind of goal because of course going back to your thing with uh with the idea format it's like we were going out oh, oh man we spent probably i want to say an hour and a half while no customers came in the store making up and like writing down this business plan to try to get like <laughs> only fans hose to like <laughs> where we'll peddle their shit on hot soapy tits.com and like trying to build Start this raking in yeah trying to build this uh adult empire uh adult film empire uh off the of hot soapy tits and of course you wouldn't limit yourself to just hot soapy tits mm-hmm. and you know of course you'd have other content in there not necessarily like actual like sexual like uh, uh stuff but more more, more just uh, more just pictures kind of the yeah. idea of it which of course you wouldn't go anywhere if, if you actually wanted to get something i mean why wouldn't you go to to wherever but uh but in practice, but yeah, but in go? practice, it turned out to be a lot more difficult because it was one of those things where it's like, well, okay, where are we finding time to like meet up and confide in each other and like build this website? And it's like, well, uh, you know, I'm busy tomorrow. And you're like, well, I'm busy the day after that. And like, well, I got to work the day. And it just, and it just, <laughs> it just, yep, it just, it it just didn't fucking work. It, no. it, you know, two different people living two different lives, two different schedules. Which committed, it can work committed commitment so i i know i was trying to plug this either yesterday or the day before but there is this movie on netflix called like founder the founder or founder or something like that and it's about the founder of mcdonald's the dons yeah and mcdonald's there was the original restaurant owners yeah his family owned private business until some fucking genius comes along this investor invests in their company and then he wants the full rights to their business so that he could then go national and blow it up whereas they wanted to stay conservative private business family owned only which that's also fair yeah i mean and to each their own but he Went around with the fucking McDonald's too, essentially. And what name did he? So you said he opened up restaurants. Yeah. Like, what name did he open them up under? Yeah, I think. See, I don't know. I was a little influenced. Because I'm curious. Because so, I was going to ask you when you were telling that story. Bits and pieces of what I remember, and that's not one of them. I just, I think it was quite literally. I think he opened it under his own name. Okay. Like, he was the owner of those businesses. But this was also to the point where they were kind of unbeknownst to him opening up the secondary businesses that were a direct copy of McDonald's, the original. Well, I mean, you don't necessarily, you can't necessarily hold a patent on a business per se no or or like an idea like that even in and this was way back in the day so the the rules probably a little bit different you probably because i think it was quite literally unless i'm wrong it was like literally mcdonald's too yeah it's like oh well nowadays you could probably sue and be like hey that has our name mcdonald's in it in it and that's like we own the rights to that name and whatever but he comes around and basically builds an empire around them and then he puts them in a chokehold and he's like give me the rights to your company and they're like shit and they folded and then from there he went national with mcdonald's and it was everywhere and i forgot how i was gonna tie this in but it's just like Oh, yeah, yeah. It ties in because in the show, he you see this, this investor guy making all these moves to keep the momentum of McDonald's going. Whereas it could have just hit a dead stop and been nothing other than just a local family-owned restaurant. But he's making, he's cutting these deals with people. Hey, how about you work for me and I'll work for you? And they're like, yeah, I don't know about that. And the original owners would be like, no, we're not doing that 
fake ice cream, you know, because he was like, ah, oh, this shit's even better, you know, you could store like three weeks of this ice cream and it serves like 30 extra people off one package. And you're like, but it's not made with real milk. And they're like, we're a family owned business and we'll always use real milk, you know. And he's like, fine, well, I'm not taking no for an answer. And that commitment that he had to not take no for an answer is what ultimately led him to win in the long run. He was like, okay, well, if you don't want to work with me now, I'm going to go the fucking long route, build up McDonald's 2 in every other spot in the entire country to where... I'm able to come in down on top of you and be like, give me the rights to your company because to everybody else, you guys are nobodies. Everybody else recognizes McDonald's too as the McDonald's. So you might as well just give me the rights to your company. And they fold it. And that same idea can apply to if you want to start your own thing, your own business. Yeah. You know, Obviously, there's a lot that you have to take into consideration. Like, if we had researched more, we could have figured out, like, yeah, we need somebody to be able to graphic design. Well, can one of us do that? No. Well, can we just get a friend of ours that knows how to do that? See if we like them enough that this is a business that we could do with them since they know how to graphic design? Then that's one thing down. And then, you know... How do we outsource the actual product? Like, where are we getting the fabrics from? Like, are we going to print and press ourselves? Well, we don't really have the technology or the equipment for that. Okay, well, I'm not taking no for an answer. Who does? Or how can we? Yeah. And then, if you're committed enough to the idea, once it's put into practice, even if you don't have all the right tools and all the answers, if you just take... If you don't take no for an answer, you can make it happen. That's fair. And I mean, that applies to just about anything. I in mean, life. people are only going to take you as seriously as you take yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if if you don't, if you don't, if if you set out with an idea, like your business or your clothing business, let's say, yeah, which um, uh, it's like you said, kind of flopped. Apparently, yeah, major. But but if all three of you unanimously said no, we're gonna make this fucking happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, not necessarily you're gonna get the attention of anyone who who already knows and does that, but just the fact that you're actually putting effort into it. Yep. It's one. It's one of those things where no no one's gonna take it seriously if it's one of those if you just go and it's like one of those yeah well you know yeah we're kind of thinking about it it's like you know it's one thing to kind of think about it's one thing to kind of actually do it you know don't pussyfoot it yeah you're gonna do something do it typical thing the typical phrase uh, you hear just about everybody say if it were easy then everybody would do it that's fair yeah and same goes we were obviously not the fucking first kids to think about that no but you know those companies that made it huge that we kind of drew inspiration from yeah like damn you know that company really liked clothes like that it would be cool if we made clothes like that that we wanted to wear you know well how do you think they started you know it wasn't easy for them and they probably weren't some graphic designer trained with you know a business degree and having multiple outlets enough to outsource everything that they needed like the equipment the shipping whatever x y and z but since they knew it wouldn't be easy but they were committed enough to making it happen you know 10 years down the line they are now said clothing brand that is now sold at all these retailers you mentioned their name people know it and that's just what it comes down to if it were easy then everybody would do it but since it's not easy, only few can, only the, maybe not few, but only the committed could really make it work. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, a lot of the time, well, at least from what I understand, whenever those companies do end up getting a little bit of momentum, uh, regardless of how small or big it is, you're paying for the name. That A name uh, is, is really important 
uh, kind of going back to, I know I'm talking a lot about the podcast, but I mean, it is the 10th sure. episode, but uh, I spent quite a while thinking about a name. And I, was, I wanted something that was that was easy enough to remember. Yeah. It was short and something that was just kind of kind of catchy almost in a sense which i mean always hard and it's not super necessarily catchy but it's one of those things where it gets your attention it's like what the fuck is always hard like always hard bro what 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 do you mean you don't know about always being hard it is an innuendo that's another thing it's it's the humor behind it it's the and it's like that's the hook yeah it's a hoo. yeah i mean there's mythical mondays which i know is like one uh talk show which I presume to be released every Monday. Yeah. And that rolls off the tongue nice. You know, you know, it's easy. It's short. It's identifiable. And if you were to mention it to somebody else who might be familiar with it, they could recognize it because it's unique enough. Yeah. And that goes for all things, all big businesses. I mean, like Apple... Like, my phone here is an iPhone, and their whole, like, their coined trademark thing is, like, the i. Like, the iPod, the iMac, the iPhone, the iHome, the the iBone, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) That's just, like, you say any of that, just the letter i in front of said piece of technology... Even the eye bone, if I said, oh, did you hear about the eye bone? So we would be like, what the fuck? Did Apple make a fucking dildo or something? The eye car? What? Yeah, you would automatically presume that, I mean, yeah, Apple is fucking huge, so everybody would understand and identify with that. But also it's just that association and the unique identity to Something as simple as just a lowercase i yeah. in front of said product. Well, you're paying for the name with Apple, though. Just like yeah. any, like I was talking about. Uh, I mean, there's no, there's nothing. I, I I know I'll catch kind of flack for saying this, but there's nothing really special about Apple as their not, products. Not really. No. There, I mean, you not, could argue one of the things that they that somebody could argue is like their, you know, their their OS. The iOS, yeah. for example, is very it's very flagship and it's it's a good OS because it is very confined and professional, clean looking, but it's also very secure. Yeah. Which can be you know Android products aren't bad, nor are they different. No, I think Android. I mean, these are both phones. They are both capable of doing the same thing. And that's the thing about it is there's for what me and you do on our phones we could trade phones for a month a, a week a month whatever and we'd still probably be able to do the same exact thing we in terms of actually function and what they're able to do mm-hmm. there would be no real difference probably Other than just the literal size difference and the interface of getting used to an Apple product compared to an Android. But for the same things you do, the same thing. If you you texting people, calling people, you play your whatever fucking phone game. Yeah, whatever games you play, your social medias, the same applications, the same functions, it's all the same. It's just at that point, all you're doing is picking and choosing a name. I mean, of course they are like, when you kind of down to minute things. um, Yeah. Like There's the, difference between them. But one of the main identifying things about Apple is the sense of status when you pick up an iPhone. I mean, even just like the way that the display looks is very clean looking. It looks like, you know, typically if you were to meet somebody in an office, it's like the CEO of a company, I would you know, I'd be willing to bet that they have an iPhone in their pocket. That's fair. Because there's that sense of status and professionalism yeah. associated with Apple products. And it's just like what you said. You're paying for the name. And well, hell, um, uh, I think the best example of that is uh, Supreme. Yeah. 
slap your name on it. Didn't they release like a crowbar, like a they brick? They fucking did. They released a brick they just, and a crowbar. They, didn't they just, I'm pretty sure. There's this famous fucking meme from this guy. And he's in the line to the fucking pop-up store. I think I've seen this. Because what they do is brands similar to Supreme. Like, I'm a huge fan of FTP. That's my thing. But all brands similar that release in limited and limited quantity that resells for high value. Yeah. All do the same thing. Well, they'll have a pop-up store at some big city relatively poppin' location. Just some spirit Halloween they rented out for. That's exactly (laughs) what the fuck it is. It's a pop-up store. They pop up. People are like, oh, shit. Yo, let's fucking get in line and go to the pop-up store. And they ask them. They're like, what are you waiting in line for? And they pan down the street. And it's just fucking blocks of people waiting in line. He's like, oh, man, I don't know. We're going to Supreme. And they're like, well, what are you going to buy when you finally get in there if there's anything left? He's like, oh, fuck, if I know, uh, I think they're uh, selling a crowbar or some shit like that. <laughs> well, what the fuck would you do with a crowbar? I don't fucking know, but it's a Supreme crowbar. It's, like, a, it's a crowbar. <laughs> yeah, like, boom, name sells because they fucking got a crowbar and slapped a sticker on it. And- it's a fucking meme. <laughs> it's the biggest slap in their face you'll ever see. Well, I think that was kind of the point that I almost think. I mean, they got to know what they're doing. Yeah. They got to be able to. And I almost feel like that was almost uh, not necessarily. Well, it's definitely a PR stunt. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to say almost test. I mean, I, I'm, they knew what the outcome was going to be. So I say test very lightly. Yeah. But you take a brick, you throw a Supreme sticker on it. And you sell it for five hundred dollars. Someone's gonna buy that fucking brick. It's it's yeah. it's a block of heated clay with yeah. a name on it, and someone's gonna buy it. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. You can go down to the fucking uh, to anywhere. You you know you could probably just walk on the side of the road. You can drive down the highway for ten minutes and find a brick sitting somewhere. Probably. I mean, it's not hard and to then, find bricks. You it's, know what? Why don't we sell some fucking always hard bricks? Man, that's a, you know. Because they're going to always, no matter what time of year. They're going to be hard. (laughs) It's going to be a hard fucking brick. Rain, snow, sleet, or shine. (laughs) Your always hard brick is meant to be hard. It's the foundation of any home. Some bullshit like that. It's no longer a house. It's a home. Have you considered sourcing into merchandise or anything like I that? haven't no. no I just don't think it, I mean at that point that would kind of yeah I would need like a I guess you really wouldn't need it's not hard though for that to I, be worth it you would have I've seen well I've seen airheads at our school just go and like release stupid shit like oh, uh, yeah. I who who was who's the flat foot release like the pigeon stuff to it was basically just a pdf of a pigeon and they threw it on like a hat and like a like a like a hoodie and they just kicked it off on some third party thing and you could just go buy a hat or a hoodie that just had a pigeon on it see i never heard of that yeah it was but just i fucking believe it because those it, yeah, yeah if some airheaded flatfoot who did it, i don't know who did it exactly um I mean, I've, I've thought about it, but the thing is, I don't think in the current state the podcast is in, I don't, right. I don't have a large enough following, yep. nor do I have necessarily, not necessarily, it's not even a financial thing. Like if I, 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 I could like back something financially like that if I, if I wanted to, mm-hmm. uh, much less needed to, it's just, if I was going to release merchandise, it would be, I, just to be frank with you, it would be solely just for profit. Yeah. That's yeah. what it would be. It would be, it would be a limited, limited quantity. It'd be, which very limited. It'd be like a hundred shirts, hundred hoodies, hundred hoodies, just simple font. A hundred bricks. A hundred <laughs> bricks, a hundred hoodies, whatever, whatever number I would decide on 420, maybe. I don't know. Who, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows how many I would release, but it would be like I said, a limited quantity. It would be exactly that. It would be a ten dollar hoodie I'd sell for forty bucks or something. It'd, it'd be something that I would make profit off of, 
and that and if I ever for some reason this podcast ever gets to a point to where it is almost it's a merchandisable brand which I never really want it to be a merchandisable brand if I ever did release merchandise it would like I said be in those limited quantities because mm-hmm. uh, because that's where the value's at and I, I truly believe in one of those uh, uh, quality over quantity things you release 100%. yeah you, you release a hundred top quality really good and really well made whatever it is like i said using hoodies still as an example and those are the only hundred in existence no others will be made no and and that's it and at that point um it's one of those things like you know i've made my profit off of it uh whoever got it got it if they're gonna go on the internet and skim it for 10 times the price that's just that's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, but if you're gonna do it, but I do believe if you do release things in limited quantity, you have to uh, periodically release new things. So if you do a hoodie one time, you got a new net a hat next time. If you do a hat next time, you got to do a brick mm-hmm. after that. If you do a brick after that, then you got to do a coffee mug after that. You do. And that's you, a thing. That's a similar. I mean, that's the concept of a coffee mug. May be okay, actually. Yeah. Now I'm I'm now just thinking about this. We're sitting here. We're drinking coffee. Black Rifle Coffee Company, who should sponsor us because they have good coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to sponsor us, but that's okay. Hey, maybe someday. I mean, so the other thing about merch is, even if you just were to, not even set out and, you know, buy in bulk for other people to buy, but just for you personally, if you were to buy yourself a hat, like a good quality hat that you would enjoy wearing on the regular and just said always hard for one you would get some funny looks some places but other people <laughs> would be like oh where the fuck did you get that it's like, oh, oh i made this hat uh, this is for my show it's kind of publicity right there and then people are like oh shit okay so you have your own podcast this is true and like i said whenever you release things those limited things the people that and the owners of those things not necessarily skimmers but the people who actually want them they're gonna be people who actually care about the brand so they're actually gonna wear it either that be on their person or they're gonna like like i said if we still use clothing as like a a thing they're gonna wear on their person because mm-hmm. that's one of the most at least uh i was doing some kind of looking into like i said when i was kind of looking into some of this that's one of the most popular things to release as merchandise is is clothing because you you wear on your body and you yourself people the whole the whole point of life is movement if without movement we're nothing so you move around you walk throughout the world people see that people notice it i know there's been a handful of times when somebody's walked into work or i've walked by somebody who's had like a unique shirt or something that said something on it i'm like damn what is that and then i went and i googled it and i found it it was a whole brand and it was a Mm -hmm. cool brand kind of thing but of course most time it is like those limited it was like the that guy fucking jay woo who comes in and he's wearing the gta oh and i'm just like what the fuck how that started was like i'm like oh yeah what he's really into what? grand theft auto or yeah, something yeah, what yeah. The? i mean i think uh, it's pretty much what i asked him i was like oh yeah what's that all about you playing like san andreas so much you had to buy a hoodie and he was like laughing he's like no man then my record label i was like oh shit he's like yeah stands for go time affiliations this is what you know this is what we about you could find us on media you can find like, us here here and here i was like damn and uh, I do follow them, mostly because I just, I like supporting small, you know, just local business. And a lot and of those like, people appreciate it. Yeah, and I know. it, it goes yeah. a long way. So, you know, I gotta admit, I don't fucking like the music they put out. Hey, but, that's I okay. Mean, you know, my one, one extra follower on their account is gonna get them one step closer to being recognized by, like, 10,000 more people or so. Well, that's exactly what it is. Well, even I know my kind of with, like I said, I I keep on referring back to the podcast, I know. Um, But I I, I have learned a lot kind of going with kind of especially kind of business models and stuff. Not necessarily I'd want to be an entrepreneur, just kind of with the business kind of side of uh, the whole world is those, especially when you're starting out, those 
people, even if it's just by the ones and twos, they they add up. They really do. Because I know even at uh, work, I know we have a couple people who do actively listen to the podcasting. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't expect them to. I didn't ask ask them to do it. Mm-hmm. But they still do it regardless. Even in, I'm sure they don't like every single episode that comes out. I know I don't like every single episode that comes out. I mean, the same thing goes, though, with it. Um, uh, you're the biggest um, critic of your own art. I mean, anything you put out, you're going to be the biggest critic of. Sure. But even just having those extra ones there, whatever platform at least in the context that I'm putting it on, that be I think, I think this podcast is on Spotify. It's on Google Podcast, and it's called on like um, some. It's, it's on it's on something else, but the big one is it's on Spotify. Everyone's fucking got Spotify. Everybody's got Spotify. everybody's got Spotify. It's but having those extra people, those extra even if it's two people, you know, two people every month or whatever that listen to it extra, all those more people, you build up momentum. And it's one of those things, and eventually, if it keeps building up, it will pop up on the very bottom of those new podcast lists or whatever. Yeah. And you could have some flat foot go through and find it. It's like, always hard. What the hell is this about? Go, you know, maybe you could, you could very well get somebody who even just, I know what I'll do a lot. I'll listen to podcasts at night. I'll just find a podcast. I don't care what it is. And just some podcast, uh, regardless of what it is, I'll just put it on. Just to have kind of almost like a white noise, just something just to kind of loosely follow along to kind of while I kind of drift off to sleep. Sure. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, the more people who who go and the more people who recognize it, the more kind of momentum you gain then. Because the more people, the more people you have, the more people you're going to see it. Yeah. I mean, everything's a business. Everything's kind of a you know, a quote-unquote game to be played. And it's just how serious... I mean, we just have fun bullshitting as it is on this show. And, I mean, that's... To my knowledge, that's the real enjoyment that you get to have to hosting the show. I do. Just, don't, just for... I mean... Even if, if, if it, it is it's just like an what you hour. Said, it would be neat to... See it go somewhere. That would be neat. Do you intend for that? No. Is that your goal? No. You do it because you have fun doing it. And it's it's a form it's, of decompression. Yeah, it's a which, nice thing to put your time into. It's uh, it's your work, and you enjoy doing it. It's just something. I mean, there's so much content in the world, and people consume so much content. Just to have something, just to have your name affiliated to to something. I, th- I think it means something. It, it really does. I, I think we're living in one of the laziest times in human history. I mean, think around. I'm, um, I mean, everything... At, th- at this point, I would say a good portion of the world is living with all of their survival needs met. You know, you, ha- you have your pyramid of, you know, survival or I don't know who put it out. You, you've, you've seen it before. And you yeah. like you have your basic needs, then like your higher basic needs. So I know like your basic needs. That's like your very, very, very basic stuff. Your food, your water, your shelter. Yeah. It's your very basic things. And then a level above that. So once those needs are met, then you can start achieving needs above that, which is, you know, I'm um, a... Uh, kind of going into more mental health kind of stuff kind of just your quality of life yeah your quality of life kind of your relationships with other i think there's like sexual uh like life and health there and then just uh just interactions and just having interactions with people it's horrible for people uh humans are very social Mm -hmm. it's just what it is so it's horrible for people just to shut themselves on like off like that very few people can do it and very even fewer people can succeed at doing it it's not a normal thing Mm mm-hmm and then above that, you have, I mean, I, like I said, I'm not super familiar with it. Uh, but, I mean, it goes all the way up. And I couldn't even tell you what's at the top. But it's, I, I would say the maj- I would almost say the majority of people. So over 50% of the people in the world have food, they have water, and they have shelter. Yep. Regardless of how they're obtaining it, they have it. And they have means of actively and consistently getting those things and it's gotten to the point where i mean it's one of those things where we rely on all that stuff and once you have all those needs meet then it kind of goes to your next meet so now all of our entertainment needs are meet 
So there's no reason to... There's really no reason to be bored in the no. world necessarily. I mean, you go online. I, I can't tell you how many lifetimes of information is on the internet. I mean, I, how, how much... How much information, how much entertainment and content and material there is out there to be consumed. There's a lot. There is a lot. And, and it's really easy just to be a consumer to actually go out and to actually make something is... A whole different thing. It is. I think we're just about out of time, actually. All right. We are. You got anything else to say, Max? Not really. It's no. been the 10th episode. I feel like this has been a decent 10th episode, though. I do think so. This is, I I know we talk about the podcast a lot, but it is a milestone. It's a milestone podcast, so I mean. Kind of going into some of the inner. To bring it in a circle, I mean, who gives a fuck what? If we talked about the podcast a lot on this episode, then that's what the episode was. We unscripted. That's just how it turned out to be. That's exactly how it is. That's that's, what makes the show so great. That's exactly right. All right. You have anything else to add, Nicholas? Uh, The only thing is. uh, it was a good conversation. Even just the uh, two of us here, I think it was just a good episode. Two it was a good time. Who writes that song? That You know that one song? Just the two of us. We no. can make it if we try. Oh, just shit. Just the two I think, of us. Okay. You, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, the meme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a good... I've listened to it before. It's a good song. Like, it's a... If somebody's listening, bro, plug that shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you know us personally, just plug that shit. <laughs> I don't know how... Or where I'll find that song, but that is a... I think the song is just called Just the Two Years. Oh, shit. It's, it's got to be like Bill Withers. I'm going to pull it up right now. I don't give a fuck. Anyway. I mean, it's it's my oh, podcast. I'll make yeah, the episodes yeah. 10 hours long if I want. I don't give a damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold up. Just the Two Years. This one's got to be it. Grover Washington Jr. Yeah. I don't want to get copyrighted, but that's okay. Hey. We'll just <laughs> Two of us. This has been episode 10, baby. Episode 10, we'll leave it the song. We have bumper music now. <laughs> just the two of us. I'm going to see if I can do a fade out right here. 